Hello there, welcome along the ring football. Here with me, Tony McSherry. I'm very pleased to say joining me is the regular himself, Conliffe McSherry. It's the World Cup 2022 in Qatar. This is a preview show by Evering Football. Conliffe, the World Cup, taking place in November time, something we're not very used to in the footballing world. But all the stars will be on show in Qatar. The first big question I have to ask you, Conliffe, who do you think will be the favourites to win? I would say, for me, I think Spain have a great chance of winning it, so do. And I think um, under Luis Enrique, they've got their form together, so they have. You know, Lofty had a disappointing 2018 World Cup, so did. Um, you know, I don't think they did too well at the Euros either, you know. So I think Spain have found a formula, you know, they've got Pedri, Gavi, you know, those are two superstars, like, so I think them, them two could really do some damage, I, I feel, for Spain. So, um, yeah, I've just got a feeling about Spain. Like, I know they're in the Nation League semi-finals as well, along with Holland and two other teams. But, um, yeah, I don't think... England, I don't think England will win it. I know he, he, we uh, all us in the UK, we obviously understand the whole media bias, you know, towards it. I think that's a killer for them. So that won't be the case for them. Um, and obviously France, France have a great chance as well. But then I don't know about them retaining the World Cup. I think that's a bit too much to ask. And Portugal, Portugal have a great side, you know. You know, there's obviously talk of um, a potential final of Argentina and Portugal. That would be some showcase, to be fair. But then... Um, no, I just got a feeling for Spain, Tony, to be fair. I think, um, you know, they're rejuvenated, so they are, you know, um, Seattle, you know, Luis Enrique, he's a top coach, he is, so I've got that feeling for Spain, like, but um, I'm hoping it's going to be a good World Cup, like, so that's fingers crossed it is. Yeah, it's a very good shout, Colin, saying Spain. Obviously, we know Spain in the past have won the World Cup in 2010 under former manager Vincente Del Bosque. And I suppose since then, you think of 2014, it was a real disaster for the country. I remember that well. They went out in the group stages. Um, Diego Costa was quite the front man for them uh, back then. Iker Casillas' last tournament for Spain. And then again, 2018 World Cup. Well, that was a bit of a like real disaster because obviously the manager, Julian Lopetegui, um, I think now he is with Wolves. And that... I think it pretty much it was before the tournament started. Um, he agreed to take the job at Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah, and that was something that was so unheard of in a way, and it kind of showed you that um, Real Madrid kind of do think <laughs> in the senior hierarchy at Real Madrid do sort of think they are bigger than the national team. They can just go and approach, take their own uh, manager, and yeah, that sort of really caused a lot of problems for Spain going into the twenty eighteen World Cup. And I think they went into the host nation in Russia. Um, yeah. the latter stage of the competition with the knockout rounds so yeah for Spain but you know she said again in the Euro 2020 um, they did reach the semi-finals and were very unlucky against Italy losing on penalties and they are a very young team Spain and yeah you know what I would not be surprised to see them reach at least the semi-finals of the competition and do very well in this tournament as you said Luis Enrique Fantastic manager. 
He's won the treble, Barcelona. Um, so yeah, no incredible career. I think for me, if I went personally on my favourites, I would probably back Argentina. I feel like from watching them at the finalissima this year at Wembley Stadium, winning 3-0 against the European champions Italy, they were absolutely phenomenal, Argentina. And they have such... Yeah, their team, oh, it really is. Obviously, of course, having the talisman, arguably the greatest player in the game, Lionel Messi, amongst their ranks. And Messi will, this probably be his last World Cup. He will be out there if a man on a mission. And I would certainly not be surprised to see Argentina go on to win the World Cup. Um, but as we know, there are many competing teams in the competition, Conliffe, and one of those teams who people might fear or might actually feel could be the dark horse, could be Portugal, another iconic player in the world of football, arguably the greatest player people may say to ever play the game, five-time Ballon d'Or winner Cristiano Ronaldo in their team. Heading into this World Cup, there's a lot of talk about Cristiano Ronaldo now and his recent interview with Piers Morgan on Talk TV. Um. First of all, I'll just ask you about it, Colin. Do you think Ronaldo's played his last ever game for Man United after that interview? And how do you think this affects Portugal's preparation for the World Cup? Yeah, I think he has played his last game for United. Um, you know, Fabrizio, the man on Twitter, the man for everything in football. The, the, the man who just knows what is going on in the world of football. You know, he's basically said as well, you know, there's been documents saying, you know, United have um, triggered uh, sack Ronaldo. Which was probably going to happen, like, you know, I think Ronaldo himself, I think Ronaldo probably wanted, you know, with the comments, you know, doing the interview, you know, just, it was a bombshell, people couldn't believe it, you know, but, um, yeah, I think Ronaldo's played his last game, um, and then in terms of Portugal, well, I think it was always going to be about Ronaldo, you know, even say Ronaldo didn't do the interview, the focus would have been on Ronaldo anyway, for Portugal, would have been saying, is this Ronaldo's last chance, what's Ronaldo going to do, will he start, because he hasn't been starting for United, is it, is it Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo? It was always going to be about Ronaldo. So I don't think um, Portugal's um, preparations have changed regarding all this because of the interview. But um, no, I think um, Portugal, yeah, I think, yeah, Portugal do have a solid chance, you know. Um, they have a good, good setup, you know, the um, Silva, Cancelo, Diaz of um, City, you know, Ronaldo, they've got Fernandes, they've got um, Joao Felix, um, you know, they've got some quality players, you know, in there as well, um, Diallo, PSG, I think as well, um, the goalkeeper, Rui Patricio, I think of Roma, I think, um, yeah, very good as well, so um, yeah, and then obviously, you know, the Portuguese league, you know, it's starting to get stronger and stronger. You know, you see Porto, Benfica, they're getting the last six, last 16 of the Champions League. So, you know, these Portuguese players are getting better. Like, so, yeah, I mean, Portugal do have a good chance, you know. But um, I think, um, I don't know, I just think maybe maybe a step too far and I'm winning it. So I do. But um, no, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to seeing Portugal play, like, you know, because, I mean, they're an exciting team, like, you know, um. I remember the Euros, Euro 2020, you know, I think they played Germany, was it? And it was like 4 3 that game or something. It was a brilliant watch, it was, you know, so very interesting, so it was. But um, yeah, I mean, who knows about Portugal, but um, I hope Ronaldo does have a good run out, you know, because I think it will be his last one, his last World Cup. So, you know, you do want to see Ronaldo play well, because like, for me, he's probably, probably is the greatest, I think, ever, you know, I just think. um. 
you know, he's older than Messi, so he's about two years, and he's still going on like that. But then, will Messi be like that? I don't know. But then you argue Messi's playing in France, not the most competitive league. Ronaldo came came back to the Premier League, the Premier League's at peak, and he was the United's top goal scorer last season. You know, that that doesn't show margins. I don't know what does like so. Twenty-four goals. Yeah, yep, twenty-four goals. As you say, you got countless hat tricks. You know, against Tottenham at home, you know, just ripped up. So he did. You know, Tottenham away, he scored a cracking goal. Like you know, just I like. I think I for Chelsea, I would take Ronaldo at Chelsea. I think Chelsea needs someone who gets goals because um, Bamyang. No, he's just. I don't think Bamyang's at it. So he is you know, um, Havertz, Havertz a season. Well, the Chelsea this season, to be honest, you know, just having that. So I think I would take Ronaldo at Chelsea. I mean, it won't go down well, but sure, you know, United probably have just told Ronaldo just debated, like, you know, you've ruined your whole career reputation at United. So he can do what he wants, like, so, you know, I would take Ronaldo at Chelsea any day. But um, yeah, Portugal, I could see Portugal being dark horses. So they would, I think, um, when it is just a step too far. So, yeah. And the 2018 World Cup winners, the holders, France, all eyes will be on in Qatar 2022. At the Euros, it did not go according to plan for Didier Deschamps' side. They went out the last 16 to Switzerland on penalties with Kylian Mbappe, the star man of the team, missing and the all-decisive penalty. So for France, this will be a very big turn for Didier Deschamps. If it does not go to plan for him, I feel that Zinedine Zidane is waiting in the wings for that job. I think many, many people know in football that is the job he wants next. And he will, once Didier Deschamps decides to leave, maybe he could be sort of ushered out after the World Cup does not go according to plan. So this is a big tournament for him now um, to show that France are... Um, still the team that they were in 2018. But obviously, again, there are a lot of injuries in the team at the moment. But, Colin, who do you think then, how do you think, actually, France will perform in the World Cup? I think um, they'll get past the group stage. I don't think that's a doubt, is it? Um, I mean, yes, I could see France being serious contenders, you know. Um, obviously, Benzema. Benzema's in the form of his life, so he is, you know, the Usman Dembele, he's kicking form again with Barca. He's like a new player after a new contract. You know, Xavi must have, don't know, game magic potion or something. You know, he's flying this season, so he is. Um, and obviously you have Mbappe, you know, a kid scary, good like, you know, he could be he could be top, top level, so he could within the next few years or so. You know, obviously being linked with Real Madrid at such a young age. Um, but then you obviously look at um, the midfield as well, you know, Kamavinga. You know, he's... um. Getting better at Real Madrid, you know, every day, you know, I think he's starting to get more of a start to his. And obviously, um, the back line is solid as well. You know, Hugo Lloris, you know, captain, you know, he captained them last time they won the Cup. So, I do think France will get to the knockout stages, definitely. But then, I just, I don't know, I just, I just see something not going right, you know, because you look at the Euros, like, against Switzerland, everything, you know, it's easy, but, kind of still balled it they were like it was like the last kick of the game I don't know Switzerland scored to bring it the extra time or was it the force of the penalties I'm not too sure so I think um, perhaps I do have that um, slight um, focus 
as she perhaps you could argue. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe it's all changed now, but as you say, you know, Didier Deschamps, he's under pressure. Like, you know, he's been there a while, so he has. So maybe the batteries are on there, like, so maybe a change is needed within the France system, like, so. I mean, the, the talent France have, like, you know, um, Kante and Pogba, you know, they're not even in it. They're missing, so they are. Because of injury, you know, and um, there's loads of other players you didn't get to call up, you know, it's, it's the depth of the team's um, fantastic, so there's, you know, that Ferlon Mendy, Real Madrid, you know, he's he's very good as well, like, um, it's just, it's just very good, like, you know, it's a very good team, like, so, um, yeah, you know, France, France could do some damage, like, but, um, don't know, I just think, um, perhaps that, the Deschamps effect and um, the actual focus within the mentality of the team could maybe slip for them. And other nations, of course, could be in the World Cup. Well, there's a big returner for a nation that are always going to be associate total football. That is the Netherlands. I think they could be the dark horses of this tournament. You think again now with Virgil van Dijk, um, Again, this is his first World Cup, and he is right now in the prime of his career. You think of all he's achieved at Liverpool, an absolutely outstanding centre-back. Still is, for me, the best defender in the world, and his achievements over the last four and a half years now, nearly five years now since he signed for Liverpool, has been absolutely incredible. Only recently, um, his record on beaten runs in the Premier League at Anfield just came to an end um, against Leeds United. And yeah, I don't think that gets appreciated enough actually how incredible achievement that was um, to go and beat in, um, in the Premier League, the toughest league in the world for so long. No, it's absolutely remarkable, so it is. And Virgil van Dijk, I'm really looking forward to seeing him play at the World Cup. Obviously, of course, he had to miss the Euros, so no, it's going to be fascinating to see. And I think again, and I think why Holland could do very well in this tournament is that their manager is Louis van Gaal, who is back. And we knew Louis van Gaal, um, the last time he was manager of Holland, before he went um, to take over a Manchester United back in 2014, was at the 2014 World Cup in Brazil. And Holland managed to get third place in that tournament, much to many people's surprise. Uh, I think a lot of that was down to how good Louis van Gaal can be in tournament football. And his style of play, while some people, you know, fans may have thought at the time, especially in the second season, could sometimes be questionable, maybe. Um, but I think, you know what? I feel like he really could do something for Holland at this year tournament. They do a very um, exciting team. I don't know if I've ever Tim Krul would be here to come off the bench for a penalty shootouts with that, Jasper Sillison. Um, no, that, that would be something, yeah, bizarre again to do something like that again um, in the tournament uh, for Louis van Gaal. But you never know. No, he really is such a, yeah, he's a very charismatic manager in a way as well now, Louis van Gaal. And that'll be interesting to see how Holland performed this World Cup. How you think Holland, Holland could perform this World Cup and if any other teams you think could be maybe the dark horses to watch? Yeah, I think... Um... Holland have some chance with it, you know, obviously Van Halder, new team, you know, um, new sense of energy about them, you know, obviously say they've got Van Dijk, so they have, um, Memphis, you know, he's um, finding form again, you know, 
lately in the international scene. So he has, um, and then obviously you have um, Frankie De Jong. You know he was, you know he was a big transfer saga over the summer. You know you'd see his quality swings. Then um, Tom Fries as well. You know it's a quality team. So does um, the Dutch really are like, but um, yeah, you know they could um do rightly sort of. So they can, you know, they got to the semi, they are in the semi, as you say, in the Nations League as well. They've done something right there. Um, you know, so something's going right for them, you know. Um, so I don't know, maybe they could go all the way, Tony, to be fair, in this um, competition, you know. Um, why not? Like, you know, I think I think they're in Qatar's group, so they are. I think, um, Ecuador as well. Um not too sure what the other team is, maybe Cameroon or Senegal, I believe. So um yeah, they should get through that group, you know, so the could could go away like so the coup they um so that'll be interesting scene. Um other teams, you know, we haven't mentioned Brazil. You know, people always the thing I always think about Brazil is everyone puts Brazil as the favourites and I guess them and don't do it. Like look at the one twenty fourteen, Brazil will host nation, everyone's like, oh, Brazil is Brazil all day long. Mohammed they got smashed seven one by Germany. And you look at the previous twenty eighteen, you know, who would Belgium? Have you met, haven't you mentioned mentioned Belgium? So haven't you know Belgium still have a great chance? You know, people saying this is Belgium's real last chance of a to do some of a great generation, the golden generation. People are saying this is this is about this um, Belgian team, you know, like Cam De Bruyne, like, you know, he's playing some fantastic football through so has the past Two seasons, like, so, you know, could he be the man to take on that next step, you know? And obviously you'd have Courtois as well. So I think Belgium deserves a shootout as well. And um, there's obviously, I mean, yeah, you can say England, like, but I don't know. I just think, I mean, they were very close in 2018, you know? Um, but then, I don't know, it just, there's always something about England that just doesn't seem to get the job done. It was like that an easy run, that yeah, they got an easy run. I think they got an easy run in 2018. You know, the run kind of in the Euros, you know, they beat Germany. Germany in the Euro 2020 were falling down. So were basically, you know... Got from those last tournaments, right? Yeah, last tournament, you know, we've got um, the new manager in sort of have. Um, so a fancy flick guy. So it's uh, be interesting to see how Germany get on, yes, in this, in this World Cup. Again, Manuel Neuer... Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be an interesting one as well again for Manuel Neuer probably be his last World Cup um, such a legendary goalkeeper Manuel Neuer and yeah for Germany now I think after the last World Cup for them really did not go according to plan for them again that was a bit of the hoodoo for being the world champions France may take note now as well it doesn't seem to be work out well for teams who are world champions so what happened was I think 2006 Italy won the World Cup in uh, Germany, the Olympic Stadion, of course, the final. 2010, then, the following in the next World Cup, South Africa, Italy, go out in the group stages. Um, so for Marcello Lippi, the manager at the time, very legendary manager for Juventus, of course, in Italian football as well. Um, he eventually leaves after that, the World Cup campaign. 2014, or 2010 winners, actually, so for Spain. Mm-hmm. In South Africa, Johannesburg. Go out the group stage. Go out the group stages. Um, 2014, obviously, again, as I said earlier in the podcast. Germany. Germany, 2014, win the World Cup in, of course, Rio de Janeiro, mm-hmm. the Maracanã, of course, one of the most iconic teams ever. Um, they go out 2018 in the group stages in Russia. 
2018 now then here we go France. for France so you never know that curse could continue Tony but um, you may be surprised like, you know but um, that's just the way it is with Tony's tournaments like in there it's always um, wee funny things about that like so um, I don't know but then look at Damore Croatia there are two teams I've mentioned they've done well so well previously you know Croatia got to the final Denmark got to the semis at the Euros like a year ago so you know then um, you know Mexico Mexico uh, their keeper he always seems to perform well at the Euros and you know USA you know USA are getting stronger like so I don't know it's it's, it's going to be interesting hopefully you know obviously the whole issues around the whole um, tournament you know um, it being held in November you know the Qatari and working rights you know all the regulations rules etc all that you know that's all a bit of a dampener on the tournaments we has you know which is a shame like but suppose um, hopefully FIFA learns his lessons for the shenanigans all that but um, no I'm hoping it is going to be entertaining because I did enjoy the um, 2018 one in Russia so I did love the 2014 one I thought that was fantastic and then obviously 2010 that was brilliant as well you know in South Africa so I really enjoyed the World Cup so well so yeah this is something different like so yeah it should be a good one like but um, no, I think Spain I have I have a feeling about Spain, so do you, like, you know, so, you know, let's see, let's see how it goes, like. Well, yeah, well, the last thing I was going to ask you as well, Colin, what was actually your favourite ever World Cup, I suppose, in your lifetime? It seems like me, you were, I think you'd probably say 2014, which for me, I feel like, would I say 2014? I'd probably say 2010, actually, in a way, I feel like, but for you, you'd probably be 2014 in Brazil. Yeah, 2014 Brazil, I think I loved that one. Um, it was in Brazil, you know, I think there were times you were staying up late to watch the football, I know, I think it was England against Italy. Like 11 o'clock at night, I think. Yeah, I you know, Balotelli did that um, iconic celebration. Oh, no, sorry, I was against Germany, so did, you know, Balotelli scored against England. Um, I think, um, Sturridge scored for England, I think, as well. Yeah, Sturridge scored, yeah. He did the wee celebration, that suited them. And I think it was Italy out of corner, and then Piero just lets it run by, and Marquisio just smashes it in bomb corners, like, what a goal, like, and then, um, but don't think I was saying, you know, obviously, Dal Luiz's free kick against Colombia, you know, James Rodriguez goal, you know, Jesus, quality souls, you know, just, um, just all, obviously, Brazil's like a home of football, you know, the whole vibe around it was just um, fantastic, you know, it's great to see souls, so, you know, it was just very entertaining, so it was, you know, um, which is brilliant. So um yeah, I really enjoyed it then. I think um Mario Gotza, you know, coming on, doing the job for Germany, like, you know, and then obviously Germany destroying Brazil seven one in the in the semis, I think it was. You know, that was that was some that was unbelievable. You couldn't believe that, could you? And then um just the Mario Canal, the final there, like, you know, just I mean, the final wasn't too great, like, no, but it was just, it was a nice moment for Germany, like, it was funny enough, I actually, in school, in the build-up that I actually called Germany to win it, so it did, so I was like, everyone was, that's what I was saying, everyone was saying Brazil, we're going to win, Brazil, 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 I always have this thing about Brazil, people always predict Brazil to win, but, you know, Brazil have a quality team, but, um, no, I just, I just really enjoyed that tournament, I thought it was brilliant, you know, just, um, the the atmosphere around it, the build up, you know, home of football, Brazil, there was no issues. It was in the summer, great, great time, you know. So yeah, that was um, my favorite thing. Like so, it was a bit the World Cup. Well, there you have it then. Thank you very much, Colin, for coming on this World Cup preview podcast. It's going to be an absolutely fantastic tournament. 
thank you very much for joining me in this podcast, previewing the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. I'm looking forward to it, and you know what? Who will who will come out as winners? We'll just have to wait and see. But do make sure to listen to Everything Football um, for upcoming podcast. Um, looking back at games in the World Cup. And thank you very much again, Colin, for joining me in this podcast. I really enjoyed recording it with you. Yeah, no worries. Thank you for having me, Tony. You know, it's always good to talk about football, you know, and um, obviously the biggest competition in the world. Like, this will get the most views of any platform, sporting platform, I should say, you know, than any other sport, like compared to NFL final or, you know, anything. This is the biggest. This is the World Cup, like, you know, the, the world of football is watching. So, brilliant. That is true. Football is, as we know, the best sport in the world. Really does unify so many people throughout the sport, or throughout the world. Always has done and always will do. And yeah, well, there we go. Thank you very much for joining us in this preview of the 2022 FIFA World Cup on Everything Football.